Come on, can we just give a wave offering to the Lord? God, may you see our limbs like the blades of the grass and the trees of the field that cry out to you, that reach out to you. We thank you that that you are the vine and we are the branches, that you give us life and breath and possibility. We thank you, God, for all that you've done. We're not ashamed of you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Oh, don't sit down yet. Graceland, you got to go hug some people. And so uh, take a moment. Would you say hi to those around you? I'm Lance, the pastor here at Falls Church. Welcome somebody, smile at somebody, hug somebody. If you're a germaphobe, just pound it. Just pound it. I like it. I like hearing chattering, talking, hanging out. That's good. Hey, last week it was really a blessing. Thank you to those folks that helped work the grill. Uh, it was just fun to have church outside and especially after all week when it was like 117 heat index. And then on Sunday morning last week, it was like 75 with a with a cool 4-degree wind chill. So it was down to 71 with the wind chill last Sunday. And it was just gorgeous. Food was good. The preaching was amazing. Um, oh, wait. Wait, I can't say that. Uh, Joan said it was, though. And uh, it was great. Thank you for all your help and just kind of having a family meal out there. That was fun. I could do that every week, except for the days when it's uh, 95 and the humidity is 115 or whatever. Don't you think this heat? Don't you think heat? Think this heat index thing is like just a sign of our times trying to sensationalize everything, though? Because when we were kids, they would say, "There's a blizzard coming." Now, now in the winter, that doesn't get much news. But they go, "There's a snow hurricane." There's a snow typhoon, you know, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, 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 freezing vortex, I like that, you know, <laughs> yeah, of some sort, you know, like, it sounds more newsworthy. So, n la a couple weeks ago, my guys were going out, and uh, a friend of mine said, you're making your guys work outside this week? It's, it's, the heat index is 100 and whatever, I go, when I was a kid, we called it 88 and muggy. You know, and our parents said, get outside. Don't come back until 9 o'clock when it's starting to get dark, right? So we'll be all right. This is hard work. Okay, so this week, uh, we I've been anticipating for a long time. Uh, uh, Dr. Dave Nichols, I just met your wife, Sherry. Sherry uh, and uh, he was my systematic theology teacher at North Central University. It was a Bible college. Now it's a university. So is my degree upgraded then? Okay, good. All right. I used to tell people he was my favorite teacher, okay? Now, before you get big-headed, teachers ranked below my dentist, okay? All right. But below teachers and dentists were pastors to me, too, at that age. So, in fairness, you know, I was, you know, I'm pretty low on the food chain as well. Just one click above, no, I better not mention any other occupations. <laughs> Let's just stop there with pastor as the lowest. And they did a feature on that TV show called Dirty Jobs, and they did a minister. No, just kidding. Okay. So he was my systematic theology teacher, really loved his class. And uh, then he left North Central, and God's called him out as an evangelist to uh, uh, preach to the church in, at large and around the world. So here's a little uh, intro of his ministry, and then he's going to come kind of like we do in two parts. He's going to uh, take the first section, and then we'll 
come back to some worship, and then he'll come back and take the body of the service. And so I took it the easy this week since I wasn't writing a sermon on Friday. I wasn't working on a PowerPoint Saturday morning. So that way I was able to work 100 hours on this house that I have to get ready to move into because I'm homeless in four weeks with my house sold. So in four weeks I'll be finding out, Google searching all of your addresses and be visiting you. If I just stayed one night at each of your homes, I could get by for another month, okay? Does anybody have an RV that I could come and live in your front yard? Okay, anyway, so let's roll this video, a little introduction for Dr. Dave Nichols and Father's Heart, right? Heart of the Father, I knew. Well, good morning, everybody. So good to be with you here today. Pastor Lance, thanks for having us in here. We're rejoicing in the Lord and in the power of his might. And uh, if you're wondering who Sherry and I really, and this is Sherry over here, as uh, Pastor Lance said a moment ago, if you're wondering who we really are, we are Dan's parents, okay? So Dan, wave at everybody, <laughs> okay? That is our youngest son, Dan, and uh, we're so proud of him and Debbie and the kids and and Victoria has joined us here today, too, which is awesome. Wonderful. We are here to stand for a truth. It was reported in a verse in the Bible called Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many of you believe that here today? Hallelujah. The rest of you, you will by the end of the service. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. If he saved then, he'll save now. Can you say amen? If he healed then, he'll heal now. If he did miracles then, he'll do miracles now. Hallelujah. Now, I, I really need you to help me, and we're going to warm up a little bit now here in this time, and then during the preaching, you'll be all ready to go, okay? So, when I say scream something out, I really mean it, okay? So everyone scream right out. Give us a testimony, doctor. Give us a testimony, doctor. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. This one is from last Sunday in a town called Howell, Michigan. Just over there preaching the Sunday morning service. And uh, several people got healed. We were taking those testimonies. And I was turning to go back up to the pulpit to preach, and this woman came down the aisle. And I'm telling you, this is a first for our ministry. We've been doing this for 20 years, okay? And this is a first. She was under duress. She, I, she started saying some things to me. I held the mic down, didn't want the, the crowd to hear it. She had all kinds of pains on the left side of her body. Her face was going numb, all this stuff. I'm like, wow. And she said, I need prayer. And I said, you really do. And several people from the church got up and came in behind her. And I laid my hand on that woman's head. And in one minute, the power of God came over her. All those symptoms vanished away. The joy of the Lord came in. She put her hands up in the air and started worshiping Jesus. Hallelujah. So we came back for the evening service. And I asked for testimonies. And the youth pastor got up. And this is what he said. He said, and he was saying it to me as well as to the people there. He said, I don't know if you realize what happened here this morning. He said, but I was sitting nearby an emergency room nurse who was close enough to hear what this woman was saying. 
and, and she was observing her symptoms and everything, and this emergency room nurse said, that woman is having a heart attack. And I was like, dude. And she was still, now a Sunday night service, she's sitting on the front row, everything's fine, she's great and everything. And I'm like, hallelujah. God stopped a heart attack in Sunday morning service. That was a new one for us, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're not encouraging you to have a heart attack here today, okay? We're just here to declare the goodness of God. He is really that powerful. Amen? Why don't you stand up for a minute? Hallelujah. Why don't you just, uh, like the girl said on the video there, why don't you just take your hand and lay it on yourself right there where you are. I just declare to you that the presence of the living God is here in this place. The Holy One of Israel, Jesus of Nazareth, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And my friend, I'm just declaring to you today, he's as close to you as the breath in your mouth. And he loves you. And he cares about the things you're going through right now, but in your physical body right now, we are just going to claim victory today in the name of Jesus. So I just rise up here today and I exalt the name of Jesus to the highest place. I declare that his name is higher than the name of every symptom, uh, of every infirmity, of everything that goes wrong with the human body in the name of Jesus. I declare that healing power and that healing life and we just agree right now on releasing it into circulatory systems right now. Things that have gone wrong in the blood vessels and even in the heart in the name of Jesus. Come up whole in Jesus' name with resurrection power. And pain in different parts of the body. Pain that has uh, collected there and has attacked in, in different parts. Right now, back up and retreat and become nothing in Jesus' name. Jesus paid a price for these healings. And people with depression here today, right now, I just declare a lifting, lifting, lifting by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the name of Jesus that is above every name. Depression, you're going right now in Jesus' name as this resurrection power comes in. As it comes in right now, the skeletal system, you're going to come under Jesus right now. Bones and joints come whole in Jesus' name. Every kind of pain, every kind of arthritic pain, break and fall off in the name of Jesus. It's life coming in deeper and deeper and deeper by that holy name that is called Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Pain in the head, you're going to go. Release right now. You cannot stay here. The name of Jesus is higher. The name of Jesus is greater. And we're saying yes to this mercy just coming and flowing down in right now. Stomach problems. Be healed in the name of Jesus. As that life comes in deeper and deeper and deeper. And even anxiety and attacks of fear. Right now we declare the perfect love of the Father just coming down and settling over your heart, over your mind, over your thoughts in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Could you just lift up your hands and praise him with me here a little bit today? Just give him some glory. Just open up your mouth and give him some glory here today. Lord, we praise you and we honor you and we bless you in this place. We say yes to heaven. We say no to hell. We say yes to this mercy just coming down with your glory, Lord. Your glory just coming among your people in the name of Jesus. And we declare that these bodies must obey whatever has happened to them, even traumas that happen to bodies right now. We break that off at the cellular level in the name of Jesus. Even lingering effects of trauma fall off of these people in Jesus' name. We're declaring the freedom of the children of God. Hallelujah. 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 All right, now take a moment to check yourself out here. If you need to move around, you need to jump or do cartwheels in the aisle, I'm sure that's okay with Pastor Lance here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Concrete floors, he said. Seriously, though, check yourself and see how you are. Hallelujah. How many of you know something transacted here right now in this little time of prayer we had? Just raise up your hand. Wow, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's have some of you come on up and have your hands up. Yeah, come on. Let's take your testimony. Hallelujah. Come on right up. Be bold. Yeah, very good. Hallelujah. What was it before, and what did Jesus do now here today? Depression and anxiety. Really? And what happened here now? It's gone. It's gone. I don't feel it. You, you can't feel it anymore. You could feel it right there, right, right, yeah, and it's gone. <laughs> that is so awesome, girl. I love that. Can you guys give Jesus some praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grab hold of Sherry there. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's tangible. That's real. Hallelujah. Some other hands over here. Come on up real quick. We'll just take a testimony or two. Here comes one. Hallelujah. Tell us what it was before and then what Jesus did now. Well, I drove down this morning from Watertown, about 100 oh. miles away, asking that the Lord would call out. I had pain in my head. <laughs> I had a steel table fall on my head. Oh my so goodness. I haven't been able to work, and the pain left my head. Hallelujah. So thank you. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some more praise. Hallelujah. All right, the rest of you, you need to give your testimony to the people you work with, the people you go to school with. You need to tell them what Jesus did here today so that they know Hebrews 13.8 is true. Amen? Amen? Amen. You're worthy, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, God. We declare your goodness in this place as people that are unified with God's heart, that we can become one heart unified by the work of your Holy Spirit in this place. We thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Smile at somebody while you're sitting down. I'm going to turn this back to Dr. Nichols. We're going to end today with an offering, and today's offering, 100%, we'll just, whether there's tithes or offerings, we're not going to try to separate them. We'll just gift them to the Father's Heart Ministry and... Uh, Get to be a part of wherever the Lord carries you, flies you to, invites you to. And um, and so we'll end with that. 
And then we'll, we'll continue to trust the Lord for the other finances of the church. God continues to position us, position us in a place that is uh, no longer uh, a place of fear for me. It's a, it's a, um, I'm having good thoughts about where we're going together, and uh, so I'm excited. But let's turn this back. Would you give a, we didn't really welcome him with a big applause or thanks to the Lord, but how about a, a warm welcome. He's used to these international places where you go where, you know, people give rounding applause to God and for what's going to happen. So can we thank the Lord together for Dr. Nichols and his ministry here, like a big Falls Church kind of welcome. Praise to the Lord. Thanksgiving. Come on up. Hallelujah. God bless you. And uh, let me just give a little explanation about the offering uh, so we don't have to do that at that time. Uh, it's very timely, Pastor, that you're saying this the way you did, because we're going to Tanzania in three weeks, and uh, we got a long ways to go financially to get ready to get there. So in Tanzania, leaving on the 18th of August, we are going to do two things. We are going to uh, do a crusade out in a village that has probably never, ever had a crusade before, and I want to tell you, everywhere I go, I talk to people that have been to Tanzania. The nation itself is in revival right now. There, there are times and seasons when nations uh, move into that where you can just go up and set up on a field and you'll have thousands and thousands of people to preach to. And, and literally thousands will come to Jesus. You saw a little bit of it on the video. We had that season in India from about the year uh, 2001 up until about maybe... Um, about till three or four years ago, and the season passed. You can't do that now in India. If you did, you'd be locked up. And, and the people, and, and it isn't so much that I'm afraid of being locked up, it's the safety of the people on the grounds that you're concerned about. But in Tanzania right now, it's like that again, just like it was in India. And I'm telling you, we will have thousands of people on the grounds, thousands, several thousand or more will be saved in four nights. Uh, but then we're going to gather a group of pastors together. Uh, many of them are going to come from the large city of Mwanza, and we're going to present our Apostolic Training Institute. It's a curriculum that I have put together that presents, and, and uh, <laughs> if I could say, Pastor Lance indoctrinates them in the supernatural gospel that the gospel is not just somehow getting saved and hanging on somehow to get to heaven someday. Praise God, that's all true. But the gospel is about living an abundant life here on this earth. The gospel is about seeing the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the might of God unleashed in your life and in your family, and you yourself being a vital instrument in the hand of God for the advance of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And so uh, that curriculum does that in nine sessions with these pastors. I've got two guys going with me that are going to help me with that. And uh, we're going to record it all on video. And then we're going to release it back uh, on a learning platform back in the Swahili language, back into that whole east side of Africa. We've already done that in India. Uh, we just got that. That just happened this past month. We got it all processed from last January, and we released it back in the Telugu language. Now there's a hundred million people that speak that language in India. And uh, anybody that would want to be trained on their phone, on their tablet, on their device, whatever they have, can just tune in and boom, and away they go. 
So uh, I am a dinosaur, but uh, I'm a learning dinosaur. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now I want you to welcome Sherry as she comes up here to give you a greeting. Did you put your hands together and welcome her? Praise God. And don't be confused, in India, we still go there, it's just we can't do the big open-air things. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, when you start to realize how much God loves you, it's way easier to receive what he has for you, whether it be healing, financial, relationships. <clears throat> There's security in knowing you are deeply loved. Romans 8, 38 to 39 explains that what? Nothing can separate us from his love. Amen. And I love how 1 John 3, 1 reads in the Passion Translation. Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his very own beloved children. I like to personalize it a little bit. His very own beloved daughter. His very own beloved son. He loves you that much. I encourage you to open up your heart to receive tons of his love this morning and whatever else he has for you. Amen. Real quickly, let me tell you a little bit about our stuff on the table out in the foyer there. Um, everything today, is, it is, right? Half price off uh, on everything. So there you go. A tremendous, amazing bargains. By the way, I forgot to tell you before, I'm very educated, but I'm totally out of my mind, okay? <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm just getting out of my mind so I can get into the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. So I, I like getting out of my mind, Lance. Hallelujah. <laughs> so uh, since I'm out of my mind, I, I was in a, a card store one day, and I was looking at all these get well cards and hope you get better and, you know, somehow you're going to make it and all this. I said, there's got to be something better. And so we created our Be Healed cards, okay? They're better than get well cards because they start, and, and each one of these is a print of an original watercolor uh, done by our prophetic artist, Jan, who's on our staff uh, of our ministry. Uh, the outside of the card says, be healed. They open it up, and the inside it says, in the name of Jesus. And you write your own greeting in there. And then each one comes with this CD that you see on the back, which is not teaching or preaching about healing. It is a healing declaration, similar to the one I just gave here a few minutes ago. But it's longer, and it actually happened in, in uh, one of our USA healing festivals in Mora, Minnesota, on a night when dozens of people got healed including a six-year-old boy that was healed of autism, completely of autism. Three years later, the testimony came back. He's mainstreamed at school. He's, everything's fine. His speech is fine. Everything, it, it's, it's an amazing testimony. That's how powerful this God is. I'm telling you, in this day and hour, he's healing autism. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that today? Hallelujah. He's that big. So anyway, the idea is if you have a person that's sick a distance away from you, get the cards and sign them up. Everything's there that you need, the envelope and everything. Uh, inside of here is a flash drive, so kicking and screaming, I'm being dragged into the digital age here. Dan, out of analog into digital, hallelujah. <laughs> But all the stuff on our table is on this flash drive, and it, at half price, it's by far the best uh, bargain out there. 
four of my books that I've written are on there, f uh, five videos, and then all the CD sets, uh, the audio of those are on here as well. And those are out there as well. The Gifts of the Holy Spirit, I believe, as you have never heard them. Um, we cover all nine of the gifts in this set. I'll just give you a sample of one of the things that we take up in this set. The difference between gifts of healings is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That one singular gift, in the original, both words are plural. Gifts of healings. In the contrast of that to working of miracles, which is another gift of the Holy Spirit, okay, they're not the same gift. And a lot of people, when, when they receive ministry for healing, are discouraged if they don't get working of miracles. Because in working of miracles, it all happens at once. Spontaneous, instantaneous, kind of like these testimonies here this morning. This young lady, uh, depression was gone. Friend, that is a miracle. Happened in moments of time, no process to it. But gifts of healings is where God starts a work in you, and there are more of them and more of them as you go along, and you just get better and better until you are whole. And I would encourage you with that today. There's a number of you here that might have received your healing in that way. You may not have the whole thing right now, but you're going to get better and better and better until you're completely whole in the name of Jesus. It's a big difference. They are actually two different gifts. So we have a, a lot of those kind of things we take up in this set, and it'll be a blessing to you. Our set that is really the theme of our ministry, Father God Likes You. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell him that. Father likes you. Tell him that. You say, oh, man, we're in church, and we're supposed to say God loves you. We got that way too domesticated, okay? Yes, God loves you. Thank you. He loves me, too. It's wonderful. We got that all under control. What, what if we got radical with it and actually believed he likes us? <laughs> That is, he is in favor of our existence as his sons and his daughters on this earth. Can you say amen to that? So that's what this whole set is all about, is the blessing and favor of the Father. Um, I gave a pastor a copy of this book right before the service, not because I thought he needed it, but because I, he asked for it. So, okay, <laughs> that's right. The Pharisee Syndrome. Now, no one here in this church ne really needs this book, but you have friends that go to other churches <laughs> in this city here. <laughs> okay. So just buy it, buy it, stock up, you know, and be ready. And, and buy them, be ready for them when they come over. Tell them you were thinking of them, you know, as you hand them the book. But <laughs> seriously, it starts with my testimony. I was a Pharisee. Everyone scream right out loud. How could that be, doctor? <laughs> oh, believe me, it was, <laughs> okay, and way too long to tell you the story, it's in the book here, it's, it's the introduction of the book, and then the book goes on to apply the truth uh, to the church of today, but um, I was delivered of that in 1997, and I am so glad, and it prepared uh, both Sherry and me for this thing we've been doing here these last 20 years, so get a hold of that, we got other books out there as well. And I believe he'll be blessed. And Sherry will be out there to help you after the service uh, with that today. All right. Everyone scream right out loud. I'm ready for the word, doctor. I'm ready for the word. 
All right, here we go. Turn to your neighbor right now and look at him right in the eyes and tell him, I am an ambassador. Now, be real rude here today and take your finger like this and point it right at your neighbor and tell him, you are an ambassador too. All right. Here we go. Hey, Jeff, you did it. That's awesome. We didn't know if he could get that up there. Here we go. <clears throat> and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit. Don't you love that old King James? I love that. To wit. That God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to, uh, unto us the word of reconciliation. Friend, if you are a born-again Christian in this, in this room today, you have the word of reconciliation. It's in you. What you've got to do is release it in times and seasons when God puts you in the presence of people that need it. Now, verse 20, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. This is where we get this ambassador thing. All right, so everyone scream right out loud, what is an ambassador, doctor? What is an ambassador, doctor? All right, next slide, please. Here it is. If you're taking notes, this is what you want to take. An ambassador is an authorized representative of a king or president who is sent to a foreign culture or nation. Now remember, you are one. But let's just talk about ambassadors for a moment here. The United States of America has ambassadors to over 200 nations on the earth. It's a very high privilege to be chosen by the president to go and to serve to represent the interests of the United States in Germany or Indonesia or Zimbabwe or wherever. And we, have a, we always send an ambassador, and an ambassador is a person who is, let's say, prepared at a very high level to be there and to be representing the interests of the USA. They have to learn the language. They have to learn the culture of the people that live there, how they relate to one another, what, what makes things tick there, and everything. So now think about this. Your first citizenship, since you've been born again, is in the kingdom of heaven. Can you say amen to that? Above your citizenship in the USA. Now, I love the USA. USA, yeah, that's right. Amen. I was born here. I love it. I, I'm a red-blooded American boy. Actually, right now, I'm a red-blooded American grandpa, okay? <laughs> but but uh, I, I've been around a while, and I love this nation. I love our freedoms. I love our liberties. I love our Constitution. But I have a higher loyalty now to one who forgave me of my sins, the one who bought me, the one who loved me when, when I was lost in sin, the one who cared about me, the one who went to the cross for me. As wonderful as any government order could be on this earth, and I think the United States is 
probably the most wonderful. You know, all this criticism they're raising against the United States, I kind of wonder then how come so many people are, are practically dying to get in here, <laughs> you know? It's kind of like, that's kind of a mystery to me. The country's so bad and everybody wants to come here. I don't think it's bad. But the kingdom of God is better, hallelujah. Because that is the realm of salvation. That is the realm of the power of God. That is the realm of the mercy of God. And it doesn't matter what nation you live in on the earth here, the kingdom of heaven is available. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter in India if you've got a tyrant as prime minister who won't let Christians meet on fields. We're training them and sending them out. They're still winning people to Jesus right under his nose in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm spiritually violent about this. The violent take it by force, Jesus said. Hallelujah. And you are an ambassador. Now think about this. So your first citizenship is in heaven with the kingdom of heaven, but you're here. You have been prepared over years and years of time to be an ambassador to South Dakota. Hallelujah. You know the customs and manners of the people. You know the language here. You know how people act. You don't have to learn all that. You already know it. You have been prepared, and here you are today, for an encounter and a commissioning for you to go out of this place and be ready to begin to discharge your ambassadorship for the rest of your life on this earth. Can you say amen to that today? <laughs> Some are going, I didn't know it was that big. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's huge, and it's amazing. So let's give you some more ambassadorial training, a little more specific, since you already have the cultures, the language, uh, you know, the way people act. You got that all down here for South Dakota. Hallelujah. Uh, maybe we should train you for Minnesota in case you're ever sent over there. Boy, that's a weird place over there. <laughs> you know, that's where I come from. Okay. Hallelujah. But seriously, I'm going to give you very quickly here today, turn to your neighbor and tell him it's going to be very quick. Tell him that. That's a relative term, you know. I'm going to give you four, four trainings here today that are really going to help you with this, and you're going to be ready. Because what I'm going to give you here today does not need a program. It does not need some hierarchy over it. it all you have to do is be you in your life world. Is that good? Just live life. Just go to the store. Just go to work. Just, just do your stuff that you do, but have a consciousness that you are an ambassador into that culture and into that arena, and you'll be amazed at what will begin to happen. So number one here, here it is. When you're out in public, just have your ears on and listen to what's going on. I know that's a counter-cultural American statement because everybody's wound up in their own little busy bubble, okay? Decide you're not going to be controlled by that and have your ears on and listen to what's going on around about you. You'll be amazed what you encounter. Sherry and I, um, a while ago, it was actually at Christmas time, uh, we were Christmas shopping and, uh, okay, that's like the kind of thing you do, right? That's not a program. You know, you don't, Pastor Lance doesn't announce, okay, everybody, come to the church. We're going to have Christmas shopping this weekend. You, you don't do that. You, you just do it on your own. I mean, we just were doing ours. And uh, we were hungry. So we went into an Arby's. 
that's uh, not a real spiritual activity. That's not a real programmatic kind of thing. We just were hungry, and there was Arby's, so we went in. We got our food. We're sitting down, and we always pray before we eat and bow our heads. And um, so we did. As soon as we finished the last word of our prayer for our food, this gentleman diagonally across from us blurted out, Oh, Christians! I'm like, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, this happened in uh, Cambridge, Minnesota. And uh, he started talking nonstop the whole time we ate our sandwiches. He's just blaring this stuff across the aisle to us. I was in church once in the blankety blank. And I'm like, oh boy, what are we going to do here? You know, this is. Uh... So we got done with our food. I'm serious. He's, he talked nonstop the whole time, and we had never seen this guy in our lifetimes. And uh, we got done, and we stood up, and I walked over there to him. And you know what? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are really real. And they're not just for church. They're for Arby's, too. (laughs) Amen? Seriously. So I walked over to him. I said, yeah, I've kind of been listening to what you've been saying. Oh, yeah, man. And the Lord opened up this man to me like a a video. I, I saw scenes from his life as a child and as a young man. And I was like, wow, I didn't tell him that, I, you know, but I, I did. And Sherry started talking to the grandchild that he had with him there. And then I just said, could I pray for you? And friend, when you're out in public and you get into these encounters, that's always the right question. Can I pray for you? And most of the time then, here's your training today, okay? Don't pray, okay? Just act and move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And here's why. Everybody scream right out loud, be controversial, doctor. (laughs) All right. You check your Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus never prayed for anybody to be healed. Not one time. Jesus spoke to the condition. Jesus took his authority, and, and his authority was always greater than the disease and the infirmity, and he made the disease and infirmity leave. Now, I know in James chapter 5 it says, call for the elders of the church. That's for in church, okay? That's not at Arby's, okay? <laughs> at Arby's, it just be like Jesus, okay? So what I did was I started uh, speaking into the scenes I, I had just seen in his childhood and in his young years. And he was like, whoa, dude. And the Lord just moved upon him in a, in a way that was remarkable. And we were able to kind of pray blessing over him then. He softened all up. And uh, Sherry, was you remember some of the details of how he responded. Yeah, he thought he could come, come back. Right, I gave him my, my card, and we do have a meeting that we have in our building in Rush City, Minnesota, every last Friday of the month called Friday Night Fire. I invited him to that, and um, okay, so we left. We kind of forgot about it. And about five weeks later, Sherry was in the office, and she gets a call, and she, and the guy on the phone says, hey, this is Jerry from Arby's, remember? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. 
yeah, we've been looking for you. We haven't seen you. No, I haven't come. And he goes on this whole explanation thing that I'll try to be brief with here today. It turns out that he is actually related to Sherry by marriage. He is a husband of her sister-in-law's sister. Did I say that right? Okay. <laughs> and we had never met him. We had heard that this, you know, this sister of Lou had, uh, her, her husband had died, but we knew that husband. We never knew the new one. And here he was, Jerry. And this is what Jerry says to her on the phone. He says, my whole life has changed. Says, I'm kind to my wife, my children, and my grandchildren now. They all say I'm a changed man. Uh, I, I've got Jesus. I mean, he's, it was like, we're like, wow, one little encounter at Arby's. And um, then he told uh, Sherry, don't tell anybody in the family about this. You know, Sherry said, okay. And the family pretty soon was telling one another. And the good news was too hard to, to keep to ourselves. So my point here is pay attention to what we could have blown him off. We could have said, we're tired. We just did all our Christmas shopping. We're sitting here at Arby's. But I saw that Jesus wanted to move upon him. And that man had a life-changing experience in moments in time in Arby's. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, everyone scream out loud. Let's do another one, doctor. <laughs> okay. Number two, here we go. We're trying to go quick here today. All right, rejection is not personal. If you do this very much, pretty soon, I have to warn you, you are going to run into rejection. There are going to be some people that don't want what you're trying to give. Okay, just settle that in your mind and heart. There are two kinds of rejection that I have found. There is soft rejection that they don't really intend to be, you know, in that kind of a stance. And then there is hard rejection that is in your face, okay? Let me uh, illustrate both of those to you. I was in uh, Walmart, and um, I have a lot of stuff that happens at Walmart. I don't know why. <laughs> Hang out at Walmart. There's a lot of people there. Seriously, you got a big one right down the street over here. Yes, there are. A lot of people that need Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I am in the checkout, checkout line uh, for having my oil changed in the automotive department, and I got this guy in front of me who is Mr. Joe Christian. He's got this Christian T-shirt on, you know, Christian stuff all over. He's got a hat on with a three-inch cross on the front. And I'm like, dude, we got us a believer here, you know. And I'm like... And he's talking real loud. I'm, I am observing my number one training here. Listen to what's going on, okay? But now, uh, he's talking about his back his, and his, to his wife. Oh, my back is killing me. And I'm going on and on and on about his back. So I'm, I'm reg I've registered that, okay? So he gets up and pays. And they just step off to the side and they just stay there for some reason. And I step up. I do my paying. So then they're still there. So I'm like, hmm. I walk over, and I say, I couldn't help but hearing you talk about your back. Oh, yeah, man. He went off on a 15-minute dissertation on his back. I've been to Mayo Clinic, and it's the vertebrae. He knew stuff about backs I never heard of, terms. And I'm like, whoa, dude. And I'm listening. I'm telling you, at least 15 minutes, maybe more. Finally, I get to a point where I can get a word in edgewise. And I say, I'd like to pray for your back, 
You know what he says? Oh, we don't have time for that. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You just gave me 20 minutes of what's wrong with your back, and we can't take 30 seconds to pray for it. But what do you do? You know, so here's what I did. We, we got to get going. Uh, you know, we're in a big hurry now. So I, I catch his wife's eye as they're walking past me, and I say, you pray for him when you get home. She winked at me, and I'm like, okay, there they go, you know. And you try to salvage something. Now, that's a soft rejection. That's not really a big, you know. But I did have a hard rejection I can tell you about that uh, was really interesting. How many of you here have heard of treasure hunting? That's where you gather together, and you, we do those all the time. They're, they're, they're a blast. You get the clues, you write them down, and then you go out wherever the clues take you, and then the, the person is the treasure. So I was, in, I was just participating in this one. I wasn't leading it. It was at a church in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, actually. And uh, so my clues were red shirt, J.C. Penny and young child. Those were my clues. So I stepped out of the church there, and across the street was a J.C. Penney store. So oh, that one's pretty easy. I walk into J.C. Penney, and it turns out that that day is red shirt day for the employees. <laughs> Pastor, that's what you call a target-rich environment. <laughs> So I'm like, where do I start? And you know, you, you don't want to be taken away from the employer's time. You know, you got to be conscious of that. That's a form of stealing. You got really, seriously, be careful of that when you're talking to people who are working, you know, while you're talking to them and so forth. So I say to myself, well, I'll go over here and stand where the store joins on the mall. And I'm standing there, and this tall young man comes walking in off the mall in a red shirt holding the hand of a young boy about maybe three years old, and we're in J.C. Penney. So I walk up to him, and I say, man, I'm glad to see you today. I'm on a treasure hunt, and I think you might be the treasure. You know what he said? You take your blankety-blank religious stuff and get it off of me. I'm out of here. And he swings his arm. He almost hit me with his arm, not intentionally, but swung his arm around, grabbed the kid's hand, and went marching off into the mall. I'm like, well, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> now that's a you know, fairly hard rejection. So uh, what do you do? I said, well, I know, I'll go over to the men's shirt department. And they had a display of red shirts. Because, you know, in these treasure hunts, I mean, you kind of have to flow. You don't always know exactly what it is, but you find out as you go along. So I'm standing in front of the red shirt display. I'm in J.C. Penney, and here comes this couple with two young kids, and the wife is very pregnant. And uh, I stop them, and I say, hey, you guys, look at these clues on this paper. Here we are. We're in J.C. Penney. And they're going, no way. And we're here. And I'm, yeah, do you have any needs in your life? And they go, yeah, this pregnancy. We really don't know what's going to happen with this baby. And I was, can I pray for the baby? Yeah, so I pray for the baby. And um, it's wonderful. They're happy and everything. So, so I go back to the church. That's what you always do after these. You go back and all, everybody you know, tells their stuff that happened. So I'm telling this back with the group. And this guy from the church there pulls out his phone, puts a picture on it, and brings it over. He said, you know that lady you said in J.C. Penney that was pregnant with the kids? They go, yeah. He said, is this her? I go, yeah, that's her. He said, that's my cousin. <laughs> 
And he said, she, they, they have been away from church for a long time. He says, I know this is an appointment from God. He got involved with them, really started uh, pouring compassion into them. They came back to church. The baby was born perfectly fine, normal, and they're mainstreamed back in the church there in La Crosse. Hallelujah. <laughs> Give Jesus some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, number three. Here we go. Realize that this... It, it isn't ultimately dependent on you, okay? Now, you have to be there. You, there's some obedience you have to do. You kind of have to show up, okay? But really, it is the Lord that is going to do the heavy lifting. Can you say amen to that? There is a presence with you that is the presence of the Holy One. It's not just here in church. That's really what I want to drive home to you here today. When you walk out of here today, you are walking out into a world that desperately needs the one who is walking with you, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So here we were. We were uh, doing meetings up in Grand Forks. And uh, Saturday came. pastor said, hey, let's go eat, uh, eat a lunch together. I said, okay, great. So we're eating. And our, our, uh, our, we're, we're ready to order, and our waitress, our waiter comes up. His name is Ryan. He's 22 years old. He, by the way, always get your person's name. That really helps, okay? And so Ryan is 22 years old. He's all worried about what he's going to do and how, how well he's going to do all this. And we're calming him down. So we go through the meal. And... Uh, <laughs> He did very well, didn't spill on us or anything like that. And he's coming for what they call last call in the restaurant business. And there was a long aisle in that restaurant, and I saw him coming. And this presence I'm talking about just came into the restaurant. And it was like I was seeing Ryan through the eyes of Jesus. I, I don't know how else to explain it. And he came up, and he put the bill on the table, and I looked up at him and I said, Ryan, you did such a great job serving us today. Can we pray a prayer of blessing on you? That's all I said. I didn't say repent. I, and there is a time to tell people to repent, by the way. But I didn't say that to him. I, I didn't preach a sermon to him. I said this, can I pray a prayer of blessing over you? And he said, yeah, would you do that? And I prayed about 30 seconds, and that's another part of the training. When you're praying with people out there uh, in the marketplace, be quick. You know, leave your, your churchy King James prayer at home. Oh, Lord, if we thanketh thee for this young man here who hath, hath appeared unto us, the manifestation of his presence is glorious. Oh, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Don't pray that way out there, okay? Pray in English. You're an ambassador, okay? And, and so they can understand it, right? So... We did. We, we, I prayed, and then the pastor prayed. When the pastor's last word came out of his mouth, Ryan falls on his knees. None of us said anything about him repenting or anything like that. He throws his hands up in the air. He says, God, I'm coming back to you. I can't run anymore. This presence of yours is wonderful. I love you. And he's, he's crying out to God on his knees in the restaurant. He works it because we just blessed him. It doesn't get better than that. 
And right behind him was this large table of ladies that he was also waiting on. He didn't care. He's just gone in Jesus. We're like, hallelujah. It was awesome. There was a lady that was in those meetings uh, there in Grand Forks. And she uh, was, was really getting into this. And so she went home and she said, this is what she said in her testimony on Sunday. She said, I was in my house, I was hungry, and I called for a pizza. And uh, the manager at the pizza place said, okay, we got your order. Will there be anything else, ma'am? She said, yes, sir. She was listening, okay? Will there be anything else? How many times has someone said that to you? She said, yes, sir, there'll be one more thing. He said, what is it? She said, I have to pray for someone real soon. <laughs> and he says, I don't know what to do with that, but I'll tell your driver. <laughs> 30 minutes later, young Angela pulls up, delivering the pizza. She walks up the steps, gives our lady the pizza. She pays her, and she says to her, did your manager say anything about prayer? Angela bursts into tears. Our lady grabs her in her arms, and another prodigal comes back to Jesus on the steps of the house, delivering a pizza. Hallelujah. Give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. All right, number four, real quick. Since you are an ambassador, your home where you live is an embassy. Ambassadors always live in an embassy building. That's your house. <clears throat> so everyone scream right out loud, how far out of your mind are you, doctor? How far out of your mind are you? <clears throat> when I'm home on Saturday, which is not very often, but when I am, I have a prayer that I pray. Oh, God, send me some Jehovah Witnesses today. <laughs> <laughs> God answered that prayer, and I, my house is now officially blacklisted. Okay, they, they, will, they will not come anymore because of what happens. Because We pour out the love of the Father on them, and uh, they don't know what to do with that. I'm praying for a revival, Pastor, in our local kingdom hall there where we live. Absolutely. Nothing is too difficult for him. But expect your house. When people come in your house, expect that it's a place of blessing, a place of mercy, a place of glory. Amen? Amen. All right. God bless you. I can tell you personally that I believe the presence of Jesus always accompanies delivery pizza in my house. So I'm always filled with thanks. But Dennis, would you guys come? And we want to uh, end our gathering of worship with uh, offering to the Lord. And again, I said it before, we're going to invest in the Father's heart ministry and continue to keep the Word of God going in... Uh, in dynamic forms, I hope uh, I saw Joan taking notes of the whole outline, so uh, we have it in our phone. It's a good way of taking notes with your phone. is a good way to make sure your phone is working for you in worship and not distracting you. Amen. So I'm just going to 
say a quick word over this offering, but uh, this offering, again, it's about you. It's not about me. Um, and uh, I can say that more clearly than ever because not a penny of this offering is going to, I'm not taking a salary here. So, but I want to tell you the power of giving is for you. And uh, dynamically that God said, you give him first and best part of all of your life, of all your worship, of your talents and skills, of all that you've been able to produce, unless you think you made this money on your own, unless you think you've built this career on your own, unless you think you've done all these things on your own. Well, then, friends, what you've built is your own and not God's. And that's a scary place because all that you build on your own will be gone up in the fire. But that which is dedicated to the Lord can have an an eternal blessing and reward over your life. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for giving word of truth today. Continue to help us to be open, processing, uh, infusing the work of Jesus into our everyday life, into our cars, into our bedside prayers uh, tonight, into... uh, into our job, uh, into uh, the workplace, the cubicle tomorrow, uh, into the into the neighborhood, into the cul-de-sac. May your Holy Spirit continue to walk, guide, and lead us as your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Let's continue in worship and with this offering to the Lord. Let's stand together and let's last moments together. Can you just keep playing for a moment? But I'm going to pray a prayer of dismissal. Uh, But Dr. Nichols, would you just hang around here a little bit? And maybe somebody else still feels like, I'd like a word declared over me specifically. A hand laid on on you. Maybe there's you feel you haven't quite had the breakthrough yet. And you're like, hey, I, I I would let him lay a hand on me and pray for me. And so... Uh, he's going to hang around here uh, for a little bit, so and if the band can just hang tight for a few minutes. But, Father, as we go from this place, we thank you for your presence that's resting in, among, and through us. Continue to do that all for the glory of Jesus in his name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. God bless you as you go. If you're going to whisper and chat, you can go out in the hallway or you could meet uh, uh, Sherry. And you could uh, look at some of the tapes and ministry stuff. And if you'd like prayer, sneak on up here right now and we'll lay a hand on you specifically and declare the healing over your body in Jesus' name. Amen.